What is up, guys? Welcome to another edition of the Got Next podcast. Uh, as always, I am your co-host, Rafa, joined by my other trusty co-host, Carlos. How are you doing, sir? What's up, guys? I'm doing well. It's the weekend, thank God. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, any, any big plans this weekend? No, as I said, it's ECQ at the Philippines. They're just chilling. Uh, yeah, locked Cannot down. really go That's out. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, mean, meanwhile, I'm living it up here. We're driving to Chicago tomorrow, so I'll be super fun. How envious. Yeah, <laughs> envious of me. Sorry. Envious uh, of you, sorry. <laughs> let's, do a, let's do a quick pivot here. I'm going to put in a shameless plug. So that's top 13. Yes. It used to be top 15. The top 13 players of NBA. It's the NBA season 2021. I finally launched it after months of research. Um, it's finally here. So I released uh, number 13. I'm releasing each of the 13 players in separate articles. I got 13 all the way to nine finished and published. So you should go check that out. Uh, gotnextsite.wordpress.com. Uh, the first, na- the first from 13 to nine, they're on there. Um, first five. Yeah, the, the, the first five of the Bottom five, I guess. Bottom five. So should I, should I say who it is or should I just have them look? No, um, say, say it, say it. I, I have it up right now, number nine. Gotcha. Okay, so you just, you just saw this one. Yeah. Are you shocked at who number nine is? Not shocked, but I'm, I'm surprised he's kind of low. It's, well, yeah, that's what, to I'm, others. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because you know, you know the, at least the names of the other eight guys. Number nine is James Harden, by the way. So some people. So why do you have him at nine? After we, I haven't read this whole thing yet. Yeah, so I have him at nine, um, and I mean there are only eight other possible guys who would be there. So I had Harden at nine, I had Damian Lillard at ten, I had Anthony Davis at eleven, Paul George at twelve, Kyrie Irving at thirteen. This may be the one where it's a bit low, although. Yeah. He was so- injured a bit. I, I get that. And actually, I, I talk about it in the article. The injury did play a big factor in his dropping. But even then, if Harden was healthy, I'd probably only have him jump one, to be honest with you. Oh. I, would, I could only see him jumping the number eight guy. He, so he would still be eight, healthy. And I'll, I'll, I'll kind of explain why when I reveal who number eight will be. That's probably not going to come out till Monday because I'm going to be enjoying my weekend. Enjoy, take a break, man. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I've, I've taken a couple of breaks. I had my, I had my full-on vacation, um, like, late June. Uh, and then basically three weeks later, I went to New York. And now three weeks after that, I'm going to Chicago. So I'm enjoying myself pretty good. Deserve well deserved, well deserved. Because thank you. This is a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Uh, my 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 document, my draft document is approaching fifty pages. For so, this is for everyone, right? Not just for Harden. For everyone. Just, it's not just for Harden. This is for everyone. Yeah, fifteen pages, and there are profiles that I I'm not going to be able to release in the top thirteen, but I will release maybe sometime down the road. I just got to form words. Um, 
But yeah, let's uh, let's get into some summer league talk. Okay, just remember, guys, it's on gotnextsite.wordpress.com. Yes. Linked in our bio and in our socials. It is on our socials as well at gotnextblog on both Instagram and Twitter. If you're on Hardwood Amino or any of the basketball aminos, I've I've posted it on there. All right, summer league, summer league. So um, there are two main things I wanna wanna talk about. It's kind of the the rookie check in, uh, just to see where where everybody's at, and we, we're gonna talk partly about some of the top picks because Cade Cunningham and Jalen Green. That was as fun of a game as. I've seen in a while in summer league. Yeah. Like just two, two guys who we know are pretty good just going at it. And Jalen green was, he's making it clear. Like he's pissed that he wasn't the number one pick. So he has a personal vendetta against Cunningham and especially the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's actually nice to have the summer league back. I think the last one I really watched was the, the, the ball, the Zion one, so a couple of years ago, mm. and then obviously last year because there was none because of COVID. But it's great right. to have it, and we have, we get to see get a quick look at these uh, these young these young guys. No doubt. And yeah, Kate, Kate, that Kate and Jalen game. I mean, I didn't watch the full game, but the highlights were pretty fun. Yeah, I tried to. I didn't watch the full game, but I watched uh, the first half and a little bit of the highlights. Mm. And the the thing that impressed me the most about uh, Kate Cunningham was just that how refined he is at such a young age. Like the, the play that stands out, of course, which is a highlight is when Jalen Green tries to go for a steal, he Cade like puts it behind his back and goes up for the shot. Like it was so clean and so well executed. And the fact that the counter just came to him like that, that was, it was an impress is a very impressive play. And it was from three. Um, and not only that, but Cade Cunningham's defense is already really good. Mm-hmm. So it's like this is, this is a 19 year old we're talking about who is this far along in his development. How good is he really going to be? That's the thing that excites me about Cade. Yeah, I think for the Pistons, right? They have what? They have they have Cade. They have Killian Hayes. Killian Hayes. So they have they have some young. They have a young core forming there. Yeah, they have Hayes, um, and the other two guys who made. All NBA rookie team, Sadiq Bay. Mm, Sadiq Bay, yes. We are go- we are gonna talk about later, and then Isaiah Stewart, who is not in summer league, but because if he was, he would be destroying everybody. He'd be too good. <laughs> he'd be too, he's too big. He's a like he's only six nine. I think I was saying last time his his body reminds me of Ben Wallace. Oh yes, you mentioned that. Yeah, that's, yeah. How, that's how big this guy is. The game isn't the same as all, but he's a big guy. He's a big kid, so. They have a really, really nice young core. And Cade Cunningham is probably the thing that's going to put it all together. Um, Very exciting for the, yeah. for, for the Pistons. So Cade, Cade, to me, projects as like a, a good scorer playmaker because he didn't, I didn't feel like he got to fully show his playmaking acumen just because like of the, the talent around him and the strategy's not there. You're kind of just going out there and playing, but... When he's got his like full NBA team, then he could probably really show it. He's shown flashes of like the really good skip passes that he's he's got down. So, yeah. you know, I mean, the the last guy I remember being this good this young, 
Luka Doncic. And we all yeah. know that's going so far. I mean, he's MVP level in his third, third year. Yeah, he's potentially... Do you think he'll, like, that, you think he'll be that, that good? Maybe. That, that's a tough thing. It's like, as good as Cade is, like, he hasn't won the EuroLeague and Spanish League MVP. Yeah. But I'm just saying, it's like, that's like the level of polish that people were able to recognize in Cade Cunningham. I don't know why they didn't recognize him in Luca, but that's another story. Um, I was gonna just ask if you're gonna see, if we're gonna see Cade in your top top thirteen in like three years. <laughs> we'll see. Um, there, I'm not gonna rule it out, but that it it actually got kind of hard. That's a that's a big leap, I would say. It's a big leap, but hey, weirder thing. Third, third year though, it's not out of the question. Like LeBron was up there in his third could, year. Kobe's. LeBron could potentially retire. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think anyone else in the top thirteen would retire. And then there's still Jason Tatum who's coming up. There's still Jimmy Butler who's not in there. Carl Anthony Towns were the biggest names that I excluded. Spoiler alert. Um, so, yeah. Who, Kate Cunningham could be very, very good very fast. Because, I mean, yeah. I'm just so impressed with the shot-making ability. Um, I haven't been able to read it because I don't have ESPN+. Plus, but uh, Mike Schmitz had, like, a, a breakdown of all of Cade's moves. And he has like, okay. he broke down like 11 moves and I haven't been able to see it. So I was like, this kid has 11 moves already. It's a lot of moves. That's a lot of moves. In addition to, you know, being able to spot up, being good in pick and roll. So it's great. Let's move on to Jalen Green. Jalen Green. Because he looks good too. And that's, a, that's the crazy part. It's the top two picks to look potentially like the best two players in the draft. Should um, be the best, technically. Right? <laughs> technically. Hold on to that thought. But Jalen Green, I was surprised with his, his uh, cutting ability. Mm. He could be like one of these on-ball, off, on off-ball hybrid type players. Like he'll be able to cut. He can set himself up off the move. And he's skinny, so he can do it. Um, yeah, Jalen Green impressed me too. Just the sheer shot-making ability was crazy. Yeah, I mean, very impressive. Like the, I think the G League probably helped him because he was playing against man. I don't know how. I mean, there's a whole conversation about college versus pros, but right. definitely, like you can see the, you can see like playing in the G League, but probably could have helped helped him a bit, a little bit in that regard. No, it definitely could have. And I mean, if you think about it, like Cade Cunningham's first game, he didn't look. He looked good. He showed flashes, but pretty inefficient. Jalen Green comes right out of the gate and he looks like the best prospect just because I mean, he's used to playing against players of that caliber, whereas Cade isn't. Mm-hmm. So there, there's actually a solid possibility that Jalen Green wins Rookie of the Year because he'll probably look the best. But, you know, that, that's just a potential thing. Um, okay. I'm, I'm excited to see these guys go at it. Cade is more of like the kind of the balanced guy. He's going to score. He's going to make good decisions. Jalen's going to be like the microwave guy. He's going to score. They couldn't, they're, they're a little bit opposite. Like Kate Cunningham signed with Nike, Jalen Green signed with Adidas. Like the whole thing. Like it's are, you saying, are you saying Jalen Green's a hooper and he's a, Kate Cunningham is a basketball player? Oh, dude, Kate Cunningham's a hooper. There's no question. Of, if you think like, he's not a hooper, watch him play. He's Kendrick Perkins. Yep. Um, so let, let's just go down the list. Let's talk about Evan Mobley. Because as I said, 
I literally just said a minute ago, Jalen hmm. Green looks like the second best prospect. Evan Mobley. Um, showing flashes. Which game did you see him in? So I saw a couple of them. I can't rem- now I can't remember who they played. Um, let me just look real quick. They played Houston, of course. That was the first game they played Houston. Um, okay. And then there was one more game. I think it was against Orlando. Yeah, it was against Orlando because I remember Jalen Suggs being at that game too. So hmm. the two games, like Evan Mobley looked better in the second game, but he didn't, he didn't stand out as much as the other two. But when you look like a little deeper, I haven't, again, I haven't watched the whole games. These are like digging into some highlights and individual highlights. Mobley is showing flashes of being that legitimate two-way force. You know what I mean? Okay. So his ability to switch onto guards, he, he defended some perimeter players on some positions and did very well. And then on the offensive end, he had some really nice passes. And his yeah. game was flashed to his scoring ability, but none of it has like come in. I don't think it's come into fruition for an entire game. And so there's some development that has to be had there. And his jumper is kind of funky. So it looks pretty raw. I'm taking a look at the highlights now because I yeah. wasn't able to watch this game. Yeah, but it looks kind of scary. He look. He looks. I saw there's one one play of him running the fast break, and I'm like, wow, this guy. Like he looks yeah. like a. But yeah, see, so that's the thing. It's like gazelle or something. He's I wouldn't say he's raw because he has he actually has some really good abilities. I think mm-hmm. he still needs to come into his frame a little bit because he's really skinny. And for a seven footer yeah. to be that skinny could be a problem. And he still needs to develop his own um like individual scoring stuff. But he has a lot of the ball handling, the passing, some of the defensive reads, like so this, this is kind of what I'm anticipating from Evan Mobley uh, as a prospect. Kate Cunningham and Jalen Green look better now. And I think okay. those are two early candidates of his for Rookie of the Year. I don't think Evan Mobley is going to win Rookie of the Year. I, I, there's a chance that he doesn't even make the all-rookie first team. Because he's not going to have the best situation in Cleveland. He's going to be playing next to Jarrett Allen. And Mobley doesn't have a good jump shot. The defense... You have- you have you, but you 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 pick you like profiled him as like one of the better, like possibly the best player in the draft, right? I said if I you get him number two, Mobley right? would be almost as good. He would be the number one pick in any other draft that Kate Cunningham or Luka Doncic theoretically wouldn't be in, um, because of the potential. I think early mm-hmm. on, um. Because he shows the defensive flashes of Anthony Davis, and he shows yeah. an offensive game that we potentially have not seen yet, and that's the intrigue. And he's got a lot of skills, mm-hmm. and he's got a lot of IQ. And for seven footers this young to have that IQ, you, you don't you don't find prospects like that. And so I have a feeling, and just to, not that I think he's going to be exactly like Anthony Davis, but the parallels are going to be there. The Davis's rookie year, Damian Lillard won rookie of the year. And clearly, during their first probably two years, Damian Lillard was the better player. I wouldn't say that. Probably, yeah. Yeah, agree. And the only reason I have Dame ranked over AD this year is because of AD's injuries. AD would be in the top five if he was healthy. I can say that, that. Like he, was, he was up to second last year if... Uh... Yeah, 
to me, he was he, second. You and I both yeah. had him as the second best player behind LeBron. So that's how highly we, we both view Anthony Davis. And so it's like that. Like big men just have a steeper development curve because they don't have the ball all the time. They don't get the on-ball reps like Cade and Jalen have had all their lives. That's fair. So to be more, more, more ready. It's a guards yeah. league as well. It is a guards league. So I just hope that at some point in the future, when Evan Mobley really starts coming into his own, the coach is going to recognize that and give him the, the damn ball more. <laughs> Straight up. Um, Houston, Houston, look, Houston has a, I mean, I think they, I think, I'm not sorry, not Houston, Cleveland, sorry. They should be okay. They should be decent with, with their. They, they do have a nice young core of Sexland, Isaac Coro, and then Jarrett Allen. They gave Jarrett Allen a lot of money. We didn't talk about that last week. But yeah, it sounds like Jarrett is going to stay, which is going to be pretty awful for Evan Mobley, to be honest with you. I don't like the – I think for now Maybe it'll be fine. Cause, yeah, because it'll, it'll show his defensive versatility and having a guard perimeter player is might actually be good for his development. But man, like – You see him more as a center. That good. Huh? You see, more, you see him uh, optimized as a center. Future. Yeah, future center. Mobley. Yeah, because I don't think he's going to be ever like an elite jump shooter. He's probably going to be around as good of a jump shooter as Anthony Davis is now, which is good enough to be survive. But Davis yep. shoots a career 33% from three, which is serviceable for a big man. But yeah, uh, let's, let's move on to Jalen Suggs. Because, um, man, this is another guy who looks... He looks like he's going to be a really good slasher. He's just like, you can't stop him from getting to the rim. He's so fast. And he had defensive flashes. I think he had three blocks his first game. I was like, really? Wow. The 6'4 guard. Yeah. That's incredible. He's, he's really good. Like, I, I was really high on Jalen Suggs. I still am. I really thought that Toronto, as good as Scotty Barnes is, should have picked Suggs. Yeah, I'm surprised like he he fell he fell in the top five. I'm not wrong, right? Uh, he, he was five. He was five. Or at fifth, right? Fifth, so, a bit so. surprised he didn't get. Yeah, I mean, I think people were saying that about uh, Toronto, but I guess they have Fred Fred Van Vliet, or they had and they had Lowry at the time. Right, but they played Lowry and Van Vliet and together. I mean, yeah, true. think about the potential of Van Vliet. And a developed Jalen Suggs backcourt would be. I mean, that's that's a defensive terror. Like that's the, that's the appeal of Jalen Suggs. He's a two-way player. Hmm. So he looks. Really doesn't good. fit the archetype of uh, Aninobi, Pascal, like really long wings. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. That's why they took Scotty Barnes. <laughs> that's why I think Scotty Barnes. Yeah, they're just gonna play that type of ball. But yeah, um, I mean. The, the, the passing wasn't quite there. But, you know, I, I watched him in Gonzaga, and I watched him live, which was pretty cool. That was mm. the best passing game of the NCAA tournament, and he showed the flashes of the anticipation um, of the play that's about to develop. He had flashes of jump shooting, his point of attack defense, his help defense for a guard. That's really good. Mm. So I like Jalen Suggs. He's going to be good. Um. There are two more guys I really want to shout out because I've been impressed with them. Sharif Cooper has looked really good. And he was projected as like a late lottery, maybe like mid-first round. He fell to uh-huh. the Atlanta Hawks in the second round. And I was really shocked to see his name that low. Wow. So he's proving people like, nah, you should have taken me. 
48. Yeah. Way too low. Sharif Cooper has a game. You're not going to find many guards who are already this good at scoring and playmaking. Like, he has a solid balance. It's going to be weird for him playing on Trey Young's team. Mm-hmm. But Sharif Cooper, he, he is playing well. He, in the game against Tyrese Maxey, against the Philadelphia Sixers, yeah. he went at Tyrese Maxey. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and of course, Maxey got the better of him, but you expect that. I saw Maxey had like really good games. 31, and he, he looked really good. We'll talk about him. But Sharif Cooper's one, and Cam Thomas. Cam Thomas looks really good, too. The shot-making ability. You, you know who he plays. he's going to play for, right? No, actually. The Brooklyn he's... Nets. Oh, my. And they he's good? Him. Yeah, he's good. So, remember how I said they moved. They traded for a pick to get a certain uh, guy. And that was Daron. No, that was actually Daron Sharp. But they clearly didn't want to let go of this pick either because they wanted Cam Thomas. He's an LSU guard. He can, I mean, he has three of the greatest shot-makers in NBA history to teach him. He doesn't become an all-star. Yeah. So there's a lot of shot making on this Brooklyn Nets that they have after they signed Maddie, Patty Mills as well. Patty Mills, yeah. Um, yeah, but those are the guys I've been impressed with. Who are you impressed by? But pretty much, actually, no. Uh, to be honest, I've only seen the, 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 top, the top few guys play. It's fair. Um, I, did, I did see some chatter about Kuminga and... Moody yeah. from the Warriors. Uh, any thoughts on the on? I did, but I didn't see any highlights. Any thoughts on? Yeah. The, so Kaminga, from what I come bucket. <laughs> I hate yeah, that. <laughs> brilliant. It was first of all he has. For those of you who don't know, he has a brilliant, brilliant uh, nickname. It's called the Come Bucket. Oh, so, K U M K U M K U M. It's for Kaminga. But yeah, no, he, he, he played well. I still think that a lot of his scoring um, is based on still being more athletic than everyone. And I'm worried about the decision-making when he gets to the pros. He looked good. Oh, God, okay. I just, I'm, I'm waiting for it. Like, there's a reason his stock dropped because his decision-making wasn't that good. And he kind of struggled in G League with the Ignite. That's, that's pretty interesting considering how the Warriors play. And they like to have, like, high IQ players. <laughs> That's what like I'm make, saying. Like I, make really good passes. I don't know the fit yeah. is there then. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think they're going to regret not taking James Booknight, to be honest with you. I really thought Booknight would have been their guy. The Clay Thompson replacement. I thought he would have been a good one. Uh, not, um, what's his name? Davion Mitchell. Davion Mitchell would have been a good one too. I think because Booknight looks, projects to be a really good scorer, on and off ball hybrid. He might end up being a better on ball better. scorer. I'd say Clay Thompson replacement. He doesn't play like Clay Thompson, really. But like the, I'm just talking about the off-ball right. stuff. He can use off, off-ball screens. Book night. Mm-hmm. Um, David Mitchell would have been a good, good one, too. But I liked that they picked Moses Moody. He hasn't looked the best. But it's summer league. Like People don't look, always look the best. Yeah. Pretty interesting because yeah. they, they are trying to bridge Steph Curry, yeah. end of his career, to like the next generation. So we'll For sure. They're, they're, they're running on these guys. One more guy I think I wanted to shout out. Leangelo Ball. Yeah. He's on the roster. Doing well for Charlotte. He's actually playing yeah. well. Yeah. Good for him. I hope 
I do hope that he makes he makes an NBA roster because I mean at this point he's probably paid his dues. You know what I mean? Like he's already seen both of his other brothers shine. He was like, on the Pistons last year, if I remember correctly, or two years ago. I can't remember. I think it was last year, but he got cut. Yeah. So, yeah. He showed some flashes of hustle, some shooting, which is big. I think I think Leangelo. He was probably the best shooter of the three of them. So I hope. He had a buzzer beater uh, against and he did, San Antonio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think I hope he sticks to the Charlotte roster. They could use him. He's a yeah. shooter. Um, let's let's move on to the sophomore check-in because you know these guys have had at this point NBA experience. They're one year into their career, and the hope is that what you want them to look like is a varsity player playing against the JV team. Like, mm-hmm. they need to stand yes. out. And there were two guys in particular I thought did that really well. Uh, Tyrese Maxey for the Sixers and Sadiq Bey for the Pistons. Those two look, really stand out. And Sadiq Bey's shot-making ability, but also his defense. I mean, he's, he's eating yeah. people up on the defensive end. Um, and Tyrese Maxey, he just, he's played one game so far. He battled Sharif Dooper, got the better of him. He's flashed a better jump shot and better decision making when he slashes. So, just want to mm-hmm. shout out those two guys. That 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 those types of flashes are exactly what you want to see from a sophomore. Do you think they'll take a step up in their respective teams this year? Bay especially. We have to remember that Maxi, um, really Philly. Yeah, it's Philly, and he'll probably have a big limited role. This role. Year. He'll still, he might become their sixth man. There's a good chance of that, but, you know. Mm-hmm. There's always a chance that he doesn't play as much because he plays for the Sixers. He might get traded as well or something. They could use him as, as a trade, but, you know. The Sixers kind of ran out of stars they could potentially get. Kind of thin. So we'll, we'll kind of talk about that later. Um, any, other, any other sophomores you wanted to... No, so not, 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 not sophomores. As I said, I was able to watch yeah. much of Summer League. Although I did yeah, yeah, catch yeah. This, this headline that, that was kind of funny. Um, Michael Beasley on, yeah. <laughs> is, on, is on the Portland Fair Summer Michael League Michael Beasley roster. is here. Brandon Knight is here. It's kind of crazy. Surprising guys I think Kenneth are Freed still there, here yeah. too. Yeah. Freed is there as well. I'm glad they're letting the, the vets get their chance again, you know. I don't know why Fareed isn't on a roster. He, could, he seems like he'd be very useful on the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, he's like a, a hustle guy. I feel like he should still be in the league. Maybe. Yeah, I haven't I watched so a bunch of him. I think so, too. But um, Yeah. So there, there are a couple sophomores that I'm still going to keep a lookout for. Isaac Okoro is one of them. Patrick Williams, hmm. the other. I feel like those guys need to do a little bit better a job, you know, being better. But really sucks that um, for Wiseman, he's not able to, he's still injured, cannot, cannot join. Yeah, this would have been a good opportunity for him. Especially because he missed a lot of games last year. Yeah. Didn't play a lot of college. For sure. Oh, well, life goes on and he'll be back <laughs> on the Warriors soon. Um, let's, uh, let's move on to some off-season stuff. Really, the yes. only, only thing that actually happened that matters right now is that Dennis Schroeder... Uh, has accepted a deal for the mid-level exception, five point nine million. And fired his agent. Do yeah, you think he should fire Boston his agent? <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, he didn't even get the taxpayer minimum. Like, that's brutal. I, I do feel bad for him because he gave up $84 million because he wanted 120 and he didn't get it. So now he's like really out. That's a, a big draw. That is a big, that is as much of a flop as I've ever seen. Like someone really fucked up. Like he needs to get a new agent. Like they really who, fucked who, him over. Who do you think made him think he could make, could reach 100 million? That's what I, I don't know. I just feel like if I was surprised you wanna... when I saw that report, saw those reports. Yeah, because I get betting on yourself, and I, you know, but after the year you had with the Lakers, and you know, it wasn't the best. You didn't have the best year, and you you were gonna get eighty four million to come back at the Lakers. You could have at least said, "Look, I'll, let me hear the other offers. I want to take it." You're like, I want to take it, but let me just see what else is out there. Can't really. Nah, I think it would have been too. They offered it during the season, and he couldn't technically. Oh, that's true, huh? Yeah. Well, you know, I he bet I, himself, and the playoffs kind of screwed him over because, like, the last yeah. two games just looked really and I, bad. I do feel bad for him because, like, on the right team, he looked really good. OKC yeah. solid, and he can yeah. speed up. It's not like he got ostensibly worse between twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. He didn't. It's just the he fit. really didn't do that. He really, and he kept the Lakers afloat with, when everyone was injured. I he mean, really did. LeBron and eighty. And that's something we have to remember. Like, the Lakers were not healthy. Your yeah. superstars were not, like, up to snuff. So, like, how, like, that really necessarily shouldn't reflect on him. But he, maybe he could have done a little more. But at the same time, it's like, he, he is not an all-star caliber player. You cannot expect him to carry an entire team by himself. Yeah. You know, you know exactly what he is. He's a good basketball player. So... Um, he should have taken the. He should have taken the contract. Just he probably should. But, I mean, in retros- retrospect, hindsight yeah. twenty twenty. Uh, do you like the fit for the Celtics, though? I mean, he wasn't guaranteed a starting spot, so that's good. Yeah. If he's guaranteed to start, then that might be a bit weird. The then Udo, what's his name? Ime Udoka. Udoka, yeah, will have um, a bit of puzzle, a puzzle to put together for the starting lineup, or yeah. might have to push Smart to the bench. But this way, like he has some flexibility. I like I like him as a sixth man. I think for the for the Celtics. Okay, and so, best starter. I still I I can still see him like closing and start or even starting some games. Who, so so who would you start on the Celtics? I think it was it would be Tatum Brown, Smart, of course. Yes, one of the, the bigs, one of the bigs, and maybe either another wing. Or, yeah, another wing, probably like say Smith or um, what's his name? Uh, let me take a look at the Celtics roster real quick. Yeah, but so basically, what you're saying is you, because the other options are Josh Richardson. Oh yeah, Josh Richardson. Yes. So so you're you're saying you want Marcus Smart to play point guard? Possibly, yeah. Okay, but I feel like they already start the, they already initiate their offense through. J, uh, Jason and Jalen and Jason a bit more so that might be how I'd play that because I know That's Smart fair. isn't I the best point guard <laughs> I think not that I, I don't think he's a bad point guard I just think that he can do better like as a role Smart. in the role right of, yeah like, Marcus Smart's really like a secondary playmaker like yeah, once yeah. the advantage create, he'll take advantage of the opportunity but in terms of being a table setter he's not the best yeah, yeah. I he'll personally that. think that Schroeder should start Okay, because he's he in a way he kind of provides the thing that the Celtics were missing in this constant pressure. Very fair. 
Now, Yudoka can make some of that up by having a good strategy, by using guard, guard, pick, and rolls. But it's always nice to have a guy who you don't need to run a play for it. He'll get to the paint. Yeah. It's kind of an issue for the Celtics. So he kind of addresses that. So I think it's he'll, he may end up getting that money in the future. I don't know if he'll make $100 million, but he may end up getting back to 84 that he lost. That's what he's betting on one year with the Celtics. He's probably only, he's probably only there for one year. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, feel bad for the guy, but I think he's going to have a good year with the Celtics. Maybe it's a little Celtic bias. I just think he fits. I, he fits what we need. Um, he fits a need for sure. Um, Aaron Naismith had 33 points against them. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> another guy. I haven't, to be honest, I actually have not watched much of the Celtics uh, Summer League, but I, I should check on Fast PP, see how he's doing, and Aaron Naismith. Yeah, they're, 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 they'll have to step up this year. Those no days. doubt. Yeah. Um, let's move on to a piece of the offseason. It's really like a non-move that's kind of important because one of the biggest yeah. dominoes hasn't fallen yet, and that's Ben Simmons. I'm really surprised he hasn't been. I mean, I guess the writing's on the wall, but they still have like they're trying to get. What's the package they're trying to get? Like a another superstar, right? Basically, it's an all-star player, four picks, and four pick swaps, or something like that. Which is, you know, you you do you absolutely want to keep it high because you don't want to get fucked over and just end up switching Ben Simmons for only CJ McCollum. You know what I mean? Yeah. No offense to CJ, but Ben Simmons is a better player. And, you know, you just potentially have made the Sixers worse in the short term and long term. But I, four first-round picks and four pick swaps and an all-star caliber player, like you're asking another team to gut themselves for a guy who could never be your best player on a championship team. They need to really believe that. And if they, it's not like the signs aren't. Like you have, you have to really talk yourself into it if you to believe exactly, that. Exactly, exactly. I just think like the Sixers are more in win now mode, so I think it's sure. reasonable to do pick swaps and an All Star caliber player. And you know what I mean? Like um, some of the trades I've seen floating around are Ben Simmons to Minnesota for D'Angelo Russell, some cap filler, and a pick. And I think that's reasonable. Now, I'm surprised I, they didn't get into like the Kyle Lowry sweepstakes. They really should have. Sign and trade. Yeah. But at the same time, would you rather have 35-year-old Kyle Lowry or current Ben Simmons? Because it's like they're, they're the, not – I mean, it, about, it, it, it fits what the Raptors are trying to do and – No question. So but I just think uh, like – because Embiid's only, what, 25 years old? 26? Some, something like you're, that, yeah. Your assumption is that he has a long window. So you are trying to get someone who's going to last a little longer – yeah. Um, I just try, been trying to think about it like, because I also kind of want Ben Simmons to thrive a little more. He could be a much better player than he is in Philly. Yeah, so, there's just it, it's pretty clear now the, the fit isn't there and Doc and Embiid don't like him. Yeah. I just think not, like... Not good. <laughs> and not that I don't think a Simmons-Embiid combo could never work. It's just like the way that they're being used is really optimized for Embiid and not for Simmons. So yeah. I'm just wondering, like, if you could take Ben Simmons and put him on any team. Just don't worry about the cap. Just put him on any team. Where do you think he fits best? To improve the team, 
show his strengths and cover his weaknesses. Do you have a team in top, top of mind that you have to think about it? I do. I, st- I, have, a, I have two. I still think I don't like I still think he'd fit in Portland. Yep, that was one of my teams, Portland. Do you see him fitting in the Warriors? I don't know about the Warriors. Yeah. Sorry, okay, Portland is one. Portland what, is what, one. What, what, what were you thinking? Minnesota. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I could also see him doing well in Denver, although Jokic, Jok, if, if Simmons is a smart cutter, so Jokic will find him. It's just like the Aaron Gordon thing and Michael Porter Jr. It, it could fit, but I could see it also not fitting. I think Ben Simmons on both Portland and Minnesota, where they have another guy defensively deficient, but is a superior offensive player. Simmons just becomes the secondary facilitator, secondary playmaker, yeah. and anchors the defense. That's basically the role we see him in. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but like he can be used in more dynamic situations rather than in the dunker spot when Embiid is posting up. You know he what I mean? He can be like, in the dunker spot, though. Like, that's, that's a misuse, I feel. Like, him. I really think if you run Simmons like, at the nail and have him cut, set screens, he can secondary playmate, like, he'll be he could be deadly. Like, and if he mm-hmm. works on his self-creation stuff too, he could be a, a better playmaking version of Giannis. Not as good yeah, exactly, yeah. horror, but I mean, ideally you, he makes up for that by being a good passer. Which you see flashes of all the time. He's a better passer supposedly than... He is. He absolutely is. I, Giannis. I have some notes on Ben Simmons. I've done research. I don't have a ton of notes and I might like end up finishing that just to show, like, these are the things that he does. And a lot of stuff he does is pretty basic, but it's so effective. Like, yeah. on secondary transition, he always, always, always hits the trailer. And the trail man okay. is like, the deadliest person in secondary transition. Yes. Always, and it's either Embiid, Danny Green, Seth Curry. They get a lot of quality shots with that play alone. Not even to play just, you know, smart basketball. <laughs> It's smart basketball. It's very simple, but I mean, yeah. he, he spans that thing and the Sixers get good shots out of it every time. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing he does is like, Eddie, we only saw flashes of it, is like, he's just, his court awareness is so elite that he's run for loose balls and has flung it to the right pat person who's open for the pass. I mean, for the shot. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying, like, okay, well, clearly Ben Simmons knows where all these pieces are. Just let's get him on a team where he can use that skill. I mean, we kind of saw it, like, when Joel was out against the Washington Wizards. And Simmons played the five. (laughs) Yeah. And you kind of saw it, too, when there were a couple games when he was out in the season and Simmons scored 42 on the Jazz. Yeah. So... Um, let's uh let's start wrapping up here. Do you think Bradley Beal gets traded? Get him to the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, all right, we're moving on. No uh, Warriors. No, I don't know. Um, I like the Warriors fit. He probably should. He probably he probably will. I think he just wanted to 
yeah. stay. Like last year, I mean, he was saying last year he wanted to stay, but body language wise, too, looks like yeah. he wants to get out. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I kind of wish he was on Miami. But now they have Lowry, so that probably. It probably won't happen, but. Yeah. Beal to Miami would have been a good fit. Um, I don't. I think Beal to Denver would be nice, but they, 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 the defense. Do they have the assets? Oh, the defense would have the defense. defense would be bad. I, the Denver probably doesn't have the assets for that to happen. Um, and I, I'm just trying to think of other teams that he might fit on. Um, he wants to go to a winner, winning team already. He's not going to go to a, I mean, so let's not, yeah, let's not send Bradley Beal from Washington to, you know, another, another eight, like Indiana or something. Yeah. Let's send him to a good team. I thought if theoretically he came to Boston, he'd fill a need. Um, I don't know what Yudoka's system is going to be like, but I'd like Beal on the Celtics. Um, of course, the Lakers fit actually would have been fine. If that, if, if that before, before they got Westbrook? Yeah. If, Beal could, if, if it was Beal instead of Westbrook going to the Clippers, that would have been a really good one. Clippers. Because Beal does provide some of that rim pressure and some off-ball stuff, so he doesn't really have to take everything away from PG and Kawhi. Mm. Yeah. Um, how about Damian Lillard? Do you think Dame stays with Portland? He did have the tweet where he said to bet a yeah. million dollars on getting traded to the Lakers. Yeah. Which, <laughs> good luck. I mean, I don't, I don't see it I don't, I don't see it happening now that Westbrook is there. Yeah, but man, if, if Dame went to the Lakers, holy shit. That, that, you I expect mean, Anthony it, Davis to have a great year. An elite year. He has a pick and roll partner. Expect LeBron to have a, a perceived down year. He would just have kicked it through the regular. He's regressing. Season. He's regressing. <laughs> regressing. He would have just kicked the can until the playoffs and then scored average forty points. Um, that's not what he did last year. <laughs> well, he was he was injured. <laughs> um, yeah. So if if Damian Lillard gets traded. I don't know how realistic this is. But if he ever got on the Sixers. That's the one you trade for. If you're, if, that's if, the if, one. If Simmons, I mean, if Philly, if Portland is willing to trade that, do a trade, then yeah. you trade Simmons for that. Yeah. So honestly, at that point, I, if I were the Sixers, I'd be like, okay, we'll, we want Dame. Here's Ben Simmons. Here's Tyrese Maxey. And here's one, here are two first round picks. What do you yeah. think? I think that's a fair deal. Maybe you add a couple of second round picks, but because you're get, like, they're getting a current all star caliber player who's still like, what, 23, 24? A young player who looks like he's going to be pretty good yep. and picks for Damian Lillard, your franchise player. And the Sixers get a shot creator who can shoot. They get like a worse version of Harden <laughs> that they had, the, the worst version of what they were trying to trade him for last year. Yeah. Which is fine because I mean you still have Embiid. It's not like yeah. it's not like you needed like Harden was the only solution. Dame yeah. is not quite the playmaker that Harden is, but he's a real like Dame he's is one up of the, there in terms of shot creation. I mean, creating his own shot. He's probably scoring. one of the best decision makers in the NBA. Yeah, like it, he doesn't have, and this is in my profile. He doesn't have all the passes down the way Harden does. He always makes the right decision. And at the end of the day, if he can't make a pass, he will take a shot. It's usually a good shot. From 
the logo. <laughs> from the logo. I mean, if he gets, yeah. like, let's say he gets like, he's driving and they send two to the ball. He can't make the pass. He can step back and shoot over them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you send, and then if you start sending bigger guys, there's Joel Embiid, right? If he doesn't develop his part, yeah, I think that would be that would be really devastating. Yeah, because at that point, it's like you don't need to find the pass; you just need to make a pass that will eventually get to Joel to yeah. finish the play. Yeah. So if that ever happened, like wow. Last one for you, Pascal Siakam. I didn't know they were trying to trade him. If if he's on the market, that's a that's a big that's a potential like swinging piece. If he's oh yeah, if he's on the market, everybody should try be trying to go after him. If I were the Clippers, I would be trying to like gun for this guy. Oh he's my like, god, he'd fit there so well because <laughs> he's he will provide some the help defense and the rim protection for you to stay small ball. We saw how the partnership worked already. Yeah, Hawaii and him, right? Like he was Paul like, George to that, and you know Batum's that he's still there. The third best player on the championship team. You know that, and yeah. he he's not an isolation score. You're he's not going to take opportunities from Kawhi and PG away. He's going to provide more of that defense, and he fills a big need. So I really think yeah. the Clippers should be gunning for him. If they have any assets for me, that's a problem. That's true. I mean, they don't have the assets, but he was like, here's Terrence Mann. We gave it all for Paul Terrence George. Mann, yeah. Here's Terrence Mann. Take whatever picks you, you need to, like Pascal Siakam. I'm going to go on the trade machine and see at some point and see what I can work up. Um, yeah, I mean, pa- Pascal had a down, down year last year, but he's really just miscast in his role as like... I main, agree. Main primary, I agree. Primary scorer. I, I st- Based on impact, I still thought he was one of the 30 best players. But he, and he can be better in the right role with the right players. It, he can't be your primary creator. Like, he just can't. He's just not good, yeah, he's just not good enough. Uh, That's that not role. him. Yeah. So, you know, I think if he's... The Clippers just fits so well. Um, I wouldn't mind a 76ers role for him because he can shoot and he can... He... he because the other stars that I was trying to fill in for the Sixers, you probably want more of a defensive-oriented team surrounding Joel, and Pascal fits yeah. that, and he'd fit on offense. You put Dame or Beal in there, and it kind of fucks it up. Like, you could probably cover for the one defensive um, negative, but you'd rather not. I mean, if, if they're that good offensively, why not? <laughs> No, that's true. Or... I'm just thinking, like, you don't want to strain Joel Embiid on defense. That's, that's true. Having to cover his ass for those guys. So, that's just my thought. But, yeah, if the Clippers could get him, that'd be great. Yeah. Clippers. I mean, like, if, if would, you, would you trade him if you're Boston? Try to get him if you're Boston. I feel oh, like yeah. he's, yeah. he's yeah. he would fit, but he's a bit later in the he's like a bit older right so he doesn't really, I guess yeah. they already have Jalen they already have Jason yeah yeah the J is smart uh, probably Schroeder or a guard and then a big I, it's just I don't know where he fits in yeah um, yeah no uh, the the fit would be fine from a, a basketball standpoint it's just like a roster I don't know if it it, it makes sense yeah. I could yeah. see it making sense if we were if we didn't just get dead a Schroeder but 
yeah, that's that's all I got. Anything yeah. uh, else to add before we wrap this up? Hoping for a Woj bomb this week because not not, not oh, much. Yeah. Um, no. You want to preview what we're gonna talk about next week? Yes, yes, I'm very excited about this. So um, we are gonna take a trip down memory lane because we haven't been able to do historical stuff since last summer. Well, summer, quote unquote. We didn't even do much last post bubble. We, we barely did, did anything. We did a yeah. We did a top ten. So we're gonna look at the 2008 playoffs. And yes. we're going to kind of determine whether who really was the playoffs MVP. From the Celtics, just from the Celtics point of view. Though. Just from the Celtics point of view. And I, I may also answer the question, who was actually the finals MVP? Because we all know that it was Paul Pierce in the finals. And some argued, no, it should be Ray Allen. But very few people said it should be Kevin Garnett. And I do want to take a deep dive into that. So... Uh, at least one answer. Because yeah, that, that, I mean, the thinking, he, the my like guess is that, and, we, and this is what I want to confirm when we rewatch is he was pretty much on Anthony Davis kind of level uh, for the tw- like the twenty twenty Anthony Davis kind of impact on this on the Celtics. Yeah. Maybe a bit less scoring and more defense, but well, considering I mean, uh, yeah, he was playing next to Paul Pierce and Ray Allen. But that's what that, that's my. Hypothesis, I guess. <laughs> it's a, it's I want to test. Yeah, no, that's a it's a good suspicion. So we're gonna watch some games, and I mean, I I let me double check this, but I believe, and this is just a quick preview. He led the Celtics in scoring in the playoffs. I mean, yeah, it's just that I guess I don't know why, like Pierce. Yeah, even though he didn't have big games in the finals, I don't know why he got it. Points because he's the he was the leader. <laughs> yeah, playoffs points <laughs> per game. Kevin Garnett, number one. There you go. So there, there's that. So a little preview. But uh, otherwise, um, that is it for the show. That's really it. Yeah, follow us on our socials, at GotNextBlog, on Twitter, Instagram. Um, hard to, uh, the Amino apps, is not, we were renamed to GotNextBlog. No longer Raphael. Yeah, no, Rafa. <laughs> yeah, no longer Raphael. I just figured eh, might as well change it now. Got Next podcast. Um, definitely visit our website, gotnextsite.wordpress.com, to see my ranking so far. See what you think about yes. 13 to 9 and make some guesses about what the last eight are going to be. I'm pretty sure you can guess who those eight players are. Just trying to figure guess it out. Guess his ranking. Guess his ranking, guys. As a, yeah, just guess the ranking. <laughs> I, think that, I think the eight players are pretty obvious. It's, it, there's no secret. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's it for the show. Those are coming out this week. Just so you just so everyone knows. Starting Monday. So keep a keep a lookout. Yeah, the next five will come out next week starting Monday. So keep a lookout. That's the show. Who's got next? Kaminga, the cum bucket. The cum bucket. <laughs>